You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. It is Friday, January 31st. Sarah's out this morning. She'll be back next week to join us again here on the Coffee Hour. So sorry to get the decaf version this morning, but we have great things to celebrate National Lutheran Schools Week. Today, we're going to head over to Concordia, Missouri, and check in with our friends at St. Paul Lutheran High School in Concordia, Missouri. And coming up uh, later on in the second half of the program, students who we got the chance to visit with yesterday here in studio for, well, it's actually not one of our students, but actually faculty from Concordia University in Chicago. We'll talk with Dr. Maurice Boyer, director of the American Contrai, who shared great music with us and a number of students in chapel yesterday. So looking forward to sharing uh, his conversation with you in the second half of the program. And then today we'll have the opportunity to speak with some students and share that with you on Monday. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at CUW. Dot edu live uncommon joining us by phone this morning dr Jerody marsh director of music at Con- at saint paul lutheran high school in concordia missouri dr marsh thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour today good morning so you have the privilege of, of teaching a number of things but uh primarily uh directing music uh multiple choirs and orchestra uh and i always love talking about choral music with you choral music played an important part in my high school experience uh so what role does choral music play in a Lutheran high school education today? Well, I think specifically in a Lutheran high school, um, we have a wonderful opportunity to teach uh, theology and to teach about our faith uh, through the music. And that is something that we don't always have the opportunity to do, certainly not in a public school. We may sing the great choral literature because... 90% of choral literature is is sacred music, but we get to talk about what it means Mm -hmm. uh, and why uh, why we're singing it. So for me, uh, that's always a great joy because it's it's a great ministry and it's a great opportunity to uh, show children, uh, young children in in younger schools, but also in the high school where they're at a deeper uh, level to understand their theology and their faith and maybe some struggles. Uh, they can they can learn about that through through the choral repertoire, um, and yeah, that's probably my primary focus uh, when I'm teaching uh, choral music in in a, in a uh, Lutheran school. You mentioned earlier, in, in terms of great choral music, m- most of it, the majority of it, is sacred um, and, and, and historic as well. There is a lot of history that can be taught in in choral music as well, because so much of, I'm sure, what you teach has has a great history. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's something that I love because I really get very excited about music <laughs> history and how that plays a role in in choral music. Choral training wasn't really my background. I was trained as a concert pianist, so that became my love as I lived in Europe for so long and just fell into the exposure to choral music. And there's a great choral tradition there, the great choral composers, um, not just the Lutheran composers, but there are obviously very many. Bach was probably the greatest, as we all know. So my students always sing something by Bach every year, usually in German. This is the first year where they're not actually singing. um, Oh, they're not singing a German chorale. They're actually singing an excerpt from a cantata, um, but also in German. But I try to teach music history as we go through. I I enjoy giving them tidbits of 
what was going on in the world and things about composers' lives and, and why they wrote some of the music that they did. And they're always amazed that it's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that that's also surprising. You can you can teach really multilaterally, not just the beauty of music, but also history and why it's important and how it plays a role and its influence on today's society and things like that. So, yeah, I very much enjoy that that aspect of it as well. And not only do you get to explore history, but also uh, geography a bit, too, as you mentioned, uh, studying in Europe for a while, being in Europe for a while, uh, so much that you get to share with students just through choral music about different cultures and uh, and their history. Right. In 2018, I took our concert choir to Europe and we went through six different countries and it was just an amazing eye-opener for them, really deepening some of their faith. Some, for some, it was really a life-changing experience to actually be there where some of this music was written. They got to stand in the Tomana Kirche in Leipzig and sing a work by Bach. That was really <laughs> an amazing experience for some of them. They got to understand on a deeper level why this is so important and and it, it became very, very real to many of them. So I sometimes use examples um, for the kids who did take that trip with me um, that that the acoustics, for example, were quite different than what we experience when we go on a tour and we might be in a smaller church that was perhaps only built 15, 20 years ago. Um, or something that's totally carpeted, for example. It, it, acoustically, it changes it changes everything. Um, when, when you talk about how you perform something like a Bach chorale, you don't have the resonance, you don't have um, the, the same sort of sound. And so that's an interesting thing just for them aesthetically and, and also how it feels to them almost physically. I think we should just set the record straight. If you're building a church building and you want great acoustics for music, don't bother with carpeting. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I'm on the board, I won't be silent. <laughs> That's something that is a real uh, important aspect for me is is music is so vital to worship and and you know, bad music in worship can sometimes really distract um, from people's ability to worship because because it's so distracting. And um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Well, sure. Carpeting, <laughs> carpeting can just absorb the sound. And when right. in, in congregational singing, when you can hear each other, rather than it being absorbed by carpeting, but when you can hear each other, it's all the more encouraging. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But by the same token... Uh, having a place to worship or even a place to rehearse because we can have similar frustrations with rehearsal venues. Um, at least we are thankful that we can do that. And I, I often bring that into the role as well, the role of choral music as a mission. Um, there are lands where people aren't even free to worship. So I remind the kids when they're sort of grumpy on a Friday <laughs> afternoon that you know, you, this is a great privilege to be here and you have no idea sometimes that people are, are are being killed for their faith because they're singing about their faith, um, that that is something they can't really even grasp. So I try to remember that when, when I'm also frustrated about situations, <laughs> but at least we do have the yeah. freedom to, 
to do that. So. Well, we mentioned traveling earlier with students, mm-hmm. uh, and the Singing Saints are traveling again. They have a spring tour coming up. Uh, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the spring tour. Where are the Singing Saints? That Where's the choir headed this year? Well, this year we're headed to Texas. Uh, normally we sing in at least six or seven states, but Texas, as you know, <laughs> is, is a big state, so we're mostly singing in Texas, and uh, that is uh, takes a long time to get there and to, mm-hmm. to get back. Uh, this year our state uh, choir contest is actually in the middle of our tour. For some reason, that's on a Wednesday, so we're having to kind of circle around, do a little bit of a figure eight, do some concerts that are slightly more local Um, But we're headed down. We're headed to Flower Mound, Texas. We're headed to um, uh, Austin. We're headed to Sugar Land, Houston. Um, And through that, obviously, we're going through a couple other states. We'll be singing in Oklahoma City, Midwest City, actually, and uh, also in southern Missouri as we make our way back. And so those are so the big the big places where we'll be where we'll be headed, and we're very excited about that. The kids are excited about singing someplace where there's warmer weather, hopefully, and some sun. And <laughs> <laughs> so churches in uh, in locations in uh, Texas, Missouri, uh, Oklahoma, and this is coming up in early March. Uh, so check Correct. out. So we'll share the link in the program notes today as well, but check uh-huh. out splhs.org to see where the St. Paul Lutheran High School Singing Saints will be traveling this spring uh, to enjoy some uh-huh. of the wonderful music. Tell us a little bit about the, the lineup for uh, of the music for this spring tour. Well, I'm really excited. I always try to have a variety of, of repertoire because we know that people also have a variety of tastes. And so... Uh, like I mentioned, we always do something by Bach. Uh, that's just going to be the way it is with me. <laughs> uh, so we've got a piece that, uh, from a cantata, Eschalet Elida, that I have set for strings uh, and piano because we don't have a full uh, orchestra for that. And we've got a piece by Anton Bruckner, which is in Latin. Um, that's some of our main sort of meaty repertoire. But we are also singing... Um, uh, uh, several spirituals. I have a men's piece that is We Shall Walk Through the Valley in Peace that is just really wonderful. I've got an awesome men's choir this year, about 25 boys, which really is impressive uh, for a for a school of a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have that many boys in choir who really can sing well, too. And, and then I've got a women's piece as well. But spirituals are always uh, close to my heart as well. I think the the history and the tradition of spirituals teaches uh, students, again, about what people hung on to uh, in times of trouble and what they had and how they learned about their faith. They learned through song and they couldn't read or write. So this is how they learned uh, what, what God's word had to say. And so I appreciate what that brings. We've got a couple other pieces at the chamber choir singing um, Renaissance piece, and we've got some standards, um, uh, uh, My Shepherd Will Supply Thy Need, Virgil Thompson, sort of classic choral bread bread and butter staples <laughs> from the repertoire as well. But we've also got a couple unusual things. Uh, we have a piece that we're doing that is written by an alum. Um, uh, uh, David Rogner uh, wrote, he was an alum of SPLHS, and he wrote a piece that we are singing. It's called Give Ear, O Lord, and Visit Me. 
And so we'll be doing that, and the kids really, really like that. It's a really wonderful, beautiful, beautiful melody and beautiful words uh, based on a psalm. And then we're also singing a piece by Keith Getty, By Faith, which is the uh, theme for our year this year. We Our theme is We Walk By Faith, Not By Sight. So the kids really enjoy doing that. That's a little bit more contemporary, but absolutely uh, solid theology that just really mm-hmm. reflects um, what what our uh, mission is and and what we uh, stand for and and how we live out our faith. Sounds like so, a great lineup, yeah. Dr. Jeremy yeah. Marsh, director of music at St. Paul Lutheran High School, Concordia, Missouri. Check out the Singing Saints tour at splhs.org. Dr. Marsh, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. I'm Andy Bates.